Grace and peace to you from the Father, Jesus the Christ, who is his only Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. In today's gospel, Jesus uses terror, or the law, to teach his disciples that faith comes through hearing God's word. St. Paul also speaks to this in verse 17 of chapter 10 that we didn't read, where he writes, so faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the words of Jesus Christ. When Christ comes to us with a word of mercy and forgiveness, do we pepper him with questions, or do we simply say, yes, Lord? Long ago, I had an experience of stepping out of a boat that didn't work out much better for me than it did for Peter. My older brother Mark and I owned a Hobie calf that we sailed on Lake Madison and kept at my father's cabin. In the early fall, we needed to get it out of the lake and put it into storage, which required us sailing it to a ramp a short uh, ways away from my father's cabin. And as I left out the door to do this, my wife said, don't forget a life jacket. They went, it's a 10-minute sail. So I ignored her. So on this cool autumn day, dressed in jeans and a sweatshirt and street shoes, Mark and I got on the boat and set sail for the ramp. The weather was unsettled, and halfway, approximately halfway to our destination, the wind shifted quickly forcing the sail boom across the boat and knocked me in the water. Now, the reason that it didn't knock Mark into the water is because he's quicker on his feet and a much better athlete than I am. My clothes quickly filled with water, and they became very heavy, making swimming almost impossible. With Mark on the boat, it remained being pushed by the wind, sailing away from me. And I cursed myself for making this stupid mistake, but then I panicked. I thrashed wildly, trying to catch the boat with my saturated clothes, all combining to act like a sea anchor. And I confronted the very real possibility that I would drown. Well, Mark was able to turn the boat to neutral, to the wind, and it slowed almost to a stop. With great difficulty, I peeled off my sweatshirt and kicked off my shoes, both of which remain at the bottom of Lake Madison, and mustered just enough strength to sort of ugly swim over to the boat where Mark helped me aboard. I never again sailed without a life jacket, and I no longer disregard the advice of my wife. So I recalled my own terror as I read today's gospel about Peter sinking below the waves of the Sea of Galilee. And let yourself feel the hopeless disorientation of the disciples on that boat as they watch Peter disappear into those inky waters. Where is Christ the Savior? Where is the promise of the gospel? In the storms of my life, am I quick to surrender my faith through doubt? Well, promise and salvation remain present for the disciples, but in surprising ways that reveals Christ's twin nature of divine and human, 
in God's unshakable promise. As God, Christ acted outside the law as he walked across the top of the water to the disciples' boat in this morning storm. Thinking that we're seeing a ghost, terror sees them as, a, as the shadowy figure approaches their boat. I mean, can you imagine? It's sort of hard to put yourself in that position, but imagine being in that boat in a storm-tossed sea, and you see a figure walking towards you. But they recognize Jesus when he speaks his words of promise. Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Thus he brings them this word of promise, word of safety and belonging, but somehow this isn't good enough for Peter. Even after hearing these words from Christ, Peter responds with a demand for Christ to perform a miracle and have Peter walk on water. Sounding a little bit cynical and kind of wary, Peter says, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. It's an amazing demand. Well, to his amazement, Peter's outrageous demand is immediately granted, and keeping Jesus' invitation to come, he leaves the boat and begins walking toward him until he takes his eyes off Christ and begins to notice the storm and the waves and the wind and sinks as doubt overtakes him. In this quest to step up to Jesus as his equal, he loses God's promise as he takes his eyes off Christ. Confusion took over Peter when he quit seeing Jesus as a sacrament and turned him into an example to be emulated. So it is for us. We often fall into the temptation of examining, examining God's promises by human intellectual standards, turning our faith into a to-do list versus a it's-been-done list, causing ourselves to sink below waves of anxiety and doubt. And as so dramatically presented in today's gospel, Peter's experience of the terror of being confronted by his sin or doubt is the first work of God's law. This drives us to Christ, opening our ears to his words of promise as he says, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And as Peter sinks below the water surface, he cries out, Lord, save me. And Christ immediately grabs his hand and pulls him into the boat. God's word of promise is always there when we call on his name in the midst of worry, doubt, and trouble that life inevitably brings. Like Peter, through prayer and liturgy, we are given the words to trust God again and again. As mature Christians, we know better than to think or believe if we just pray harder, volunteer a little bit more, or serve our neighbor in some way, that life will be smooth sailing. 
that Jesus will reach down to pull us out of the muck and smoke of our very human life and put us on our own Hobie cat to catch a fair wind and sail off into the sunset. No, this kind of transactional or quid pro quo belief is not faith. Instead, we are free to love and serve our neighbor because Christ first loved us. We are now new creatures in Christ. In spite of our wavering faith and doubts, Jesus never withholds his love for us and is always present both in our joy and those inevitable waves of insecurity and doubt. He comes to us as sacrament, not as an example, not as a nag asking us, what would Jesus do? Well, we all know that Jesus would do something very divine-like that we couldn't do. So I would encourage us all to think more about grabbing an oar rather than stepping out of the boat. Through the celebration of this liturgy, we joyfully claim our status as the object of God's love by opening our ears to his promise in the word, in the sacraments of baptism and holy communion. We receive our faith and enter into the great transfer as Christ takes all of our sin and unrighteousness onto himself and forgives us, then gives his body and blood to strengthen our faith. He is for us, loving us so much that he endured death on the cross and then rose from the grave. Isn't that enough? Or do you want to walk on water too? Amen.